0: Welcome to this edition of the e-clinical Works podcast. I'm Adam Silati. Pandemic or not, the need for healthcare doesn't take a break, and that's especially true for the nation's most vulnerable communities. That's why eClinicalWorks is celebrating National Health Center Week, an advocacy effort to increase awareness about community health centers and what they do to serve the underserved, who often cannot advocate for themselves. E-Clinical Works is proud to have the opportunity to support health centers as they provide these necessary services. And today we'd like to shine a light on one health center in particular, primary care of Southwest Georgia, by speaking with Renee Oates, Director of Nursing, to learn what her organization has been doing to adapt in today's reality. Renee, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you, Adam. It's good to be here.
0: Uh, Now, Renee, uh, before we get into what you've been up to, why don't you tell us a little bit about primary care of Southwest Georgia?
1: Sure, we have primary care of Southwest Georgia is we have six sites. We serve patients from or about 105 miles apart from one site to the other from east to west. We had about 13,000 patients in our dinners last year.
0: Now I know there's a few things that you've been up to. Telehealth has been a big part of your (laughs) adaptation and reinvention. You've also mentioned that you have instituted some testing and some screening, which we're going to talk about. And I know reporting and quality metrics are important to you as well. Um, Let's start with telehealth. Tell us about how you got started with telehealth and and Uh, what prompted that.
1: We started, I guess, late February when the pandemic, we knew it was in our country and that we had to get ready for it. It was coming to, to our state and to our patients. In the beginning of March, we decided as an administration group that we just needed to hold our nose and jump into the water. So we're going to start telehealth because our patients were already counseling appointments. They were, the fear was there. We were also fearful that, you know, for our patients to come out and to come into the health center. So in order to keep everyone as safe as possible, we spent four days, we did, we enrolled all of our providers in telehealth, the e-clinical system was was actually very easy to set up.
0: Was it as bad as you anticipated to get going with this new method of, of seeing patients?
1: Uh, I mean, it really wasn't, it was, uh, it was intimidating, I think especially to the providers because we have 21 providers in our practice and none had ever done telehealth before. We had 14 telehealth visits the first day after we got started and from then we took off and I think to date we've done uh, about 900 telehealth visits from our practices so it's it's been quite an adventure. Patients have really caught on to it. They've used their patient portals more than they ever have before so There have been a lot of good benefits, other than just being able to take care of the patients that we could not see face-to-face.
0: How did you inform the patients? What methods did you use to inform the patients that this change was coming? And which method did you find was most effective?
1: Well, we started where our training involved our front office staff as well as our nursing staff. So we just broke up into groups and began calling our patients. We made sure they were all enabled, web enabled, so they could participate. The ones who were web enabled and had that capacity to jump on board to do either through their Hilo app or soon afterward, eClinical developed, they gave us the process where you could just go on their smartphone and click on the link. And that was the best thing that ever happened to telehealth. But we just started calling our patients, explaining the process to them and they were on board. Most of them were so happy to hear from us. I don't see telehealth ever disappear and not with this practice because it's become a mainstay. I mean, it's easy to do. You can, and the patient, they don't miss their appointments. They don't fill their appointments because they can just link on from home and talk to their provider. And I'm, I think the patients love it too. So I don't ever see telehealth disappear and not from this practice. It's too vital.
0: Well, of course, telehealth isn't the only way that you've been seeing patients. Uh, You still have had some patients that need to come into the office to see people uh, face to face. And with that, I'm sure comes a lot of screening and testing. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in those areas to make sure that everyone stays safe.
1: Well, we're fortunate because I think we are still seeing about 70% of the patient population that we saw before COVID, and a lot of the community health centers have not been able to see that many of their patients, and some of them have even had to shut down. So our staff has been—we've been safe, we've been healthy for about two days. We decided we you know, we were going to try and screen in the lobby, but that just—we were fearful that we weren't you know, we weren't practicing the safety precautions for the patients like we should. So we began the parking lot screens. We've that intense. We've been through so many different scenarios of the way to do it the best and the safest and the most comfortable, which has been wonderful, because if the patient screens positive, we can go ahead and do that 15 minute test. And if it's negative, that patient can still get in the building and see their provider. So.
0: How did you set that up so that you could record that? What are you doing to track those tests that are happening in ECW?
1: For the send out test, we have an interface with the lab that we use and that's wonderful. It just, the tests come back into our system. With the CLIA Lab, with the Point of Care Sophia, then yeah, we did, we set up our own lab inside of eClinical and we just go in and and, and input the results, positive or negative, in there.
0: Now you are, uh, of course, using the the EBO uh, platform to to do a lot of your reporting. Um, what statistics are you tracking using those reporting tools at this time?
1: Well, in EBO, we have a couple of custom reports that we one for telehealth. So we developed a report that tells us the who we see in telehealth, the start time of the end time of the visit which device the patient used, whether it's their Helo app or their portal, so we can pull all that for our telehealth numbers. For COVID, we developed some custom reports in EBO to tell us um, a lot of statistics about the patient, that we've, we've got their age, their date of birth, of course, their, um, their ethnicity, race, so we can pull up the different demographics of our patients, and know because well, I'm interested and in, we're interested in knowing, is it affecting this population more than this one or you know who's at the highest risk it also we've pulled in some diagnoses so we can tell if we have diabetics that are positive if we have hypertensives that are positive because I'm interested and we're interested in knowing is it affecting this population more than this one or you know who's at the highest risk which changed over time we know in the beginning we didn't we didn't have our the race and ethnicity, and then we knew it was going to be important not only for us to know that, but we also report out to HERSA.
0: Now that's not the only reporting tool that you're using. However, I heard that you recently started using the HEDIS analytics tool oh, that's available. Yeah. That,
1: that is so important in this post-COVID era because we were really afraid in the beginning that our quality would would decrease, that we couldn't, we were not seeing these patients face to face, so we wouldn't be able to take care of them as well as we did in the past. But with the analytics tool, it's made it so much easier to meet our metrics. We didn't do very well before we had the analytics tool. We had partnerships with the commercial insurance companies, of course, and we had partners there who would send us the monthly spreadsheets, and we would have to, you know, sort those spreadsheets, and it was uh, it was a lot of trouble. So we didn't focus really on HEDIS measures. We focused on our UDS measures for HERSA but we just thought it was, it's just overwhelming.
0: So we've been talking now about what your organization has managed to achieve, but of course, as we said in the beginning, the work never stops. Um, What is Primary Care of Southwest Georgia working towards now?
1: Well, we're really looking hard at trackers. We think that's extremely interesting feature in a clinical and we see more and more of our patients wearing their Fitbits and talking about the things that they do at home and wanting to have an input into their health care so we're looking at the trackers to see if we can in the near future start importing some of that information
0: well i hope so and, and of course you, you mentioned fitbits as one device but of course um, eclinical works integrates with a number of devices including weight scales and glucose monitors and uh, uh, o2 saturation monitors things like that so a variety of things Uh, that patients can make use of to to help their doctors understand what's going on between visits. Um, Renee, we hope you are able to do really, really well with that, and we thank you so much for your time here today and all the work that you and all of the health centers do uh, for all of the the vulnerable patients uh, that are out there. Thank you so much for your time.
1: I appreciate your time and the, the opportunity to share. Thank you.
0: If you'd like to learn anything else about uh, any of the topics that we discussed today, you can of course go to my.eclinicalworks.com and uh, visit uh, the the knowledge and the documents page where we have videos and documents and and even courses on ECW University uh, on how you can make use of some of these tools. Of course, don't forget to check out our other podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, and my.eclinicalworks.com. For the eclinicalworks podcast, I'm Adam Solati and thanks for watching.